This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Talks. I'm joined today by local businessman and East Tennessee native, my good buddy Randall Turkey McNew. Turkey, thank you, brother, for being here. Well, thank you. Appreciate you, you so much. It's now, a pleasure having been yes, here. Yes, sir. And we got here uh, Tater, his boy, who's with us. And uh, Turkey is a boat repairman and dry dock operator on Norris Lake. And if you know anything about Norris, it's the cleanest most beautiful lake in the country as far as I'm saying. You can see to the bottom even when it's murky. But it, Turkey also wrote a book about his life and it's my life in the wake of Norris Lake right there. It's a personal history of the lake by one of its well-known inhabitants. And Turkey, I want to thank you so much for being here today, brother, and, and I appreciate the book. I have two copies of it. One of them my dog Buzz ate and the other one is in my office in D.C. Well, so, the question is, did he like it? He did like it. Actually, he did. He did. So, thank you, brother. And I'm I'm enjoying a Mountain Dew. You, if you need some personal well, refreshment. Well, we've got a cooler here. We want to entertain everyone, keep everybody. Yeah, go ahead and grab here. an adult beverage if and you anybody need anybody here. Anybody want need anything? One, I, you know, we'll we'll dig around here. People ask me about fish, and I I tell them yes, I do. I always fish around in the beer cooler, you know, for a cold beer. You know, if, well, I'm not going to hate you, you for that. You can catch one about every time, although it does have a limit. Yeah, there's no limit, really. I don't think so, not on this. But uh, let me ask you, what's it like working um, and living on the water in East Tennessee? It's got to be close to paradise. I, I tell you, it's been such a, a gifted pleasure for me and my son here also. Uh, you know, I was born on the other side of the lake. My parents started running the boat dock in 1955 when I was five years old. Wow. So I grew up at a boat dock. My mother had a little restaurant where she, uh, she made hamburgers, hot dogs on a cold cook stove. Uh, and that cold cook stove also produced a lot of uh, homemade biscuits and gravy that the coal miners, our customers, really loved. Right. You know, and uh, I guess I got to eat all the moon pies and drink all the RC colas I wanted and play the jukebox in the pinball machine. <laughs> well, that's, that's a pretty good life, actually, thinking about it. Um, now, tell me about the dry dock business. What exactly is it? Well, you know, you know, I, I spent 20 years as a, a mechanical technician in the mining industry, but uh, there was a foresight that, that the mine operation was going to shut down, so prior to that, I had that burning desire to get back at the lake. And uh, so I came here in 1994. This was a piece of property that TVA owned that had laid in ill repute for many, many years. They had dug an old rock quarry hole here to produce the concrete for the the bridge that crossed Highway 33 that crossed the lake. Right. And uh, how long did it take them to build that bridge? Actually, and believe this or not, uh, work on North Dam began. October 23rd, 1933, and they were back in water up uh, by March of 36. So about two years, but the new existing bridge we have now, it took nine years. <laughs> <laughs> That's progress. Uh, well, so, but there was a lot of manpower on the old bridge. There was about 450 
50 people that worked in the construction of that bridge back in the 30s. Right. Jobs across America was well needed. I had an uncle in the WPA. That's my, what it was. My grandmother called it the We Piddle Around. I think it was a workers something. What was it? Workers Progress Association? I don't know. But well, anyway. you know, when I was a kid growing up, they referred to it as the, and mostly it was for a, a man with a family, and they call it the Happy Pappy Job. <laughs> yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> So you got into this business and um, I mean you just decide you're going to fix boats? I mean how did it work? I mean you had to have a mechanical aptitude. You worked on boats as a kid I guess at the well, dock, your daddy's dock and stuff. Well uh, you know of course. Uh, and of course there's idiots like me there's always going to be somebody to patch a fiberglass hole on a boat. On a boat. Well, uh, no the idea was you know I had that mechanical ability and my son was uh, out of school was ready to come on board here and he has superseded my abilities by far. Uh, That'd be Tater, yeah, the, the eye candy to the right. Say hello yeah. to everybody, Tater. How we doing, everybody? <laughs> That's so. about all you get out of Tater. He doesn't. He, he he's the thinker in the group. He doesn't say a lot. But between me and me and Turkey, I guess well, he don't I, have much time. I, uh, I, I've told him that sometimes you learn more by listening than you by talking. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Well, well, a mutual friend of ours told me that you you had a permit for a, a whole lot of explosives. Now, what did that entail? How much explosives was he told me? And I was like, <laughs> I had a Kentucky blasting license when I worked in the mining industry. Right. And it consisted, uh, the test for that license was an eight-hour test. The pre-study was 40 hours. Right. But it consisted of, you could detonate 250,000 pounds of explosives in a single detonation. And the job we worked on, it was very regularly that we we did those 250,000 pounds at a time. Wow. That was the maximum amount in the state of Kentucky. Man. But that's several. Now, is that coal mines or what yes. was that? Okay. Yes. okay Mountain top sure. removal. Wow. In the mining industry. You still got that permit? No, I do not. Well, I got a little hillside I need taken care of, and I was just. Uh, well, uh, you know, you had to renew that every year. Yeah. And, or you had to go and be recertified right. if you weren't using it. So, believe it or not, the state of Kentucky kept pretty close records of what you were doing if you were active or not active with right. it. So, we didn't have much need for it here in the in the boat business. Yeah, so, it's kind of like turned it back in. <laughs> well, hey, well, what inspired you to write that book? And I know well, it's, it's 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 pretty you, it, it's actually I've seen it out at, at some of the local haunts around here, but then I go by yeah. and it's gone. People are actually buying the dadgum thing. Well, are you in the I, second you know, printing or what? It's believed that this thing is I I'm not certain, but I, it's believed this thing has sold around about 5,000 copies. That's pretty but, big. Uh, it's, it's, uh, the thing of it is... Now how can somebody get one before we, we uh, put in a plug? I need you to put in a plug when well, you're taking time out of your you schedule. You can order this from... Uh, it's by Kindle Publishing. All right. And you can order it from Amazon. Right. All your usual places. And uh, Or you can get a Kindle read, you know, just on a tablet. If uh, All right. you don't want the paperwork hanging around yeah. or I you don't want to feed the dog anymore. Well, I noticed, <laughs> noticed there was a picture in there and a, 
you're walking on a dock and it appears you have an adult beverage in your hand. Well, me and a buddy there in that one picture there, it's right there in the front. <laughs> yeah, we we had a habit of throwing a little party, you know, at the lake. Well, you're at the lake. It'd be it'd be rude if you didn't, really. I, I, we had a band and you know, probably fed about 200 people. And, yeah, that's a that's all right. Everybody brought their own beverages, so. I understand. Well, what inspired you to write that book? I mean, there's so many dadgum stories up here. I mean, well, you go through the book and it's just story after story, and these are stories people have told you and you've seen yourself. Well, and some I, you know, experienced a lot of myself. But the thing of it is. Uh, it, it was the ideal if this was never told and this was going to be a part of history that would be lost that no one ever understood. That's right. And in, the, in this book, it's kind of like the, it's got the good and the bad sides of, uh, of what TVA did. I mean, uh, relocation and displacement of the people who maybe four or five generations had worked from daylight to dark clearing their land, you know, for a better tomorrow. Just one day, yeah, someone, the government came and said, it's no longer yours, you gotta go. But then at the other, the other hand, it explains in this book, why the Manhattan Project was chosen to be in the location it was, yep. which would not have been, if not for right. North Lake. The Manhattan Project, it pretty much, I wouldn't be sitting here in this capacity today. You know, my dad was Marine Corps on Okinawa, and they were fixing to invade Japan. And if they didn't, if they dropped that bomb, of course, he said the bomb was like his buddy Possum Head said, uh, Charlie, they dropped a bomb on Japan. And Dad said, A-bomb. He said, those blankety blanks are tough. They better drop more than A-bomb. They better drop a bunch of them. He didn't understand A-bomb was <laughs> the <atomic> bomb. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's Buck Rogers kind of stuff. But but anyway, that's um, I know that all fits in. Give me give me a couple of stories about the, the folks you think would be interested in and what's, what went on up here. Well, you know, uh, they're, they're so probably many. in your book. Don't want to give it all away. I still yeah. want to buy your well, book. Well, so many stories to tell. And you're going to write another book, is that correct? Well, I don't know. It took me a long time to get around to this one. I don't know. May not live to, at my age to see number two, <laughs> volume two. But uh, you know, the the thing of it is, uh, I had an old timer tell me he was about 21 when they backed the water up. Right. And he said the, the folks around here, because they was clear cutting. You know, where the main channel right here is 100 feet deep, so it was spreading out. And it was clear-cutting to uh, something that that uh, people locally just could not imagine. Comprehend, sure. And, you know, and, and they said, well, said, Lord have mercy, said, they'll never be able to back all that water plumb up here from way down there where they're building that dam. <laughs> but if you're in realistically thinking about it, uh, you know, in, in that time, with the best automobile you could find, the best road conditions, best weather conditions, it would have took you three and a half to four hours to drive from here to where North Dam is. Right. And the thing of it is, in time travel, as we perceive it now, that would be Atlanta or Cincinnati, Ohio, and somebody told us they're going to back yeah. the water up here from Atlanta. We'd think if the government yeah. was crazy, crazy also. also. You're <laughs> exactly right. Well, the government is crazy, but that's for another story. I yeah, yeah. Well, so um, these people, you know, I've heard all the good and the bad, but I know there's just some regular stories about people. I, you know, it's funny, I was in a, a Cracker Barrel in Ohio 
traveling, can't remember if I was going to Michigan or home from Michigan, and these people behind us heard them say something about Tennessee, and I said, well, we're, they were asking about something, and they were talking about it. I said, well, we're from Tennessee, and they said, whereabouts? They said, Knoxville, and they said, well, we used to have a place up on Norris. And I said, really? I said, you wouldn't know my buddy Turkey. And they go, Turkey's dry dock? And they said, absolutely. <laughs> I turned to my wife and I said, hey, come Turkey's international, man. All yeah. these folks up in Ohio know who you were. And, and they, they you, you were there, you and Tater were their best, I can't remember their names right off. I did, you probably know them, but, but it, that was one of their best experiences because I think they get tired of getting ripped off and then they come down here and you give them a honest, honest deal and fix their boats. And, you know, the, you know, the one thing that my son and I here both have in common is to try to be honest and be fair with people. Sure. Well, stay out of government. <laughs> well, I appreciate the advice there. So far, <laughs> we're, we've held off from that. Uh, I think we'd probably be a little too radical to be in, in, a, in a public position anyway. I don't know. I think you'd be all right, Turkey. But, I think uh, you'd probably add a little, little clarity to yeah. things. Um, where do you see the the future of this all going down here? I mean, the roads, are they gonna expand our roads? Are we gonna just be covered up in development? Or is it, you think it'll, 50 years from now, you'll look out there and still see, they'll see all those green trees? Well, I, I, here, here's, here's what I, I see about this, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, this Claiborne County here, and and even the counties surrounding the five counties that borders North Lake here, uh, it, you know, it's a, it has an abundance of natural wealth. We have mountains, streams, rivers, lakes, national parks, state parks, and uh, and and the best thing, it's so centrally located of eastern United States. Right. Uh, it is said from this region right here, you could drive to 80% of the population of the United States in one day. I guess if the, if the Messiah, when he returns, decides to come to the North Lake, it, you know, we're going to have to have a big parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we don't want to encourage that many people coming but, down uh, here. You know, uh, there is a, for tourism, uh, I, I still see just an opening range of development that could take place here. Uh, this lake, the water quality is just unsurpassed about any lake of any size I've ever been to. I, I read a report one time that some of the biologists said that it could even stand to have a little more bacteria in it just because it's the water is just so dadgum clear and you can see anything, but I, I prefer they keep it out. I like it. Why, why is it so clear? Is it coming off the mountains or what is it? Well, there's actually, you know, we're in, you know, pretty solid limestone country now, and, and through the years, uh, because of erosion, the soil has washed down in the bottom where you just got rock, you know, for the, you know, winter pool fluctuation. Right. So that's really, and, and the headwater of the Clinch River is Tazewell, Virginia. The headwater of the Powell River is Norton, Virginia. And it's a big watershed up through there, and there's no factories. There's nothing upstream to pollute it. Yeah, I got you. You That's know, good. and it, it, it's this this region is is a forest. I hope it just stays and, that way too. And uh, well, it's 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 been a true blessing, you know, to be here and live the life. I I count my blessings every day for the for the life I've lived and and have my son here with me. And, yep, and we can That's share good. life together. And, and uh, you putting up with him tighter? 
It's tough sometimes. I understand. <laughs> I understand. You know, you're gone, though, you miss them, let me tell you. That's the, that's the one thing. Tater, what do you like doing most up here? You like mechanical work, or you like working on the um, or fiberglass and hulls, or what do you like doing, or looking at the women? Well, the women are good. No. <laughs> no, a lot of what we do is mechanical work. We, right. We don't do a whole lot of fun, so. You think it's uh, is it, is it more um, maintenance kind of stuff, or just people forgetting to put oil in, or or they're running bad gas, or things well, like that? You run into all kinds of problems. <laughs> What's your training? What your training for this is well, it? We have the hard knocks training. That's right. OTJ, on the job. This is my trainer here. Yeah, that's the best one you could have in the world. That's probably better than any classroom. Well, Turkey, I always uh, end up one of these and I always ask people if they got any questions of me. You got any questions of me? Well, I just wonder what we can do about some more development and tourism in this area. Uh, our, our county mayor, uh, Joe Brooks is right now is working on a proposal for the expansion of this parking lot and this free boat launch. It's just across the road here. Right. Uh, How many boat launches you got over there now? Well, there's there's only one ramp here at the, at this facility here, and it could very easily stand a second one. And the ideal with uh, you know a second ramp, more parking, uh, that it it would bring bring the tourism in for uh, uh, Bassmasters. Sure. Uh, and the, the the thing here with this county here uh, to enhance would be. Uh, we don't have lodging, and we don't like we need, and we don't have a convention center. And of course, to get investors, you know, to put money in a in a facility of, of a nice lodging and a and a convention center, yeah, they got to know that that tourism has to be here. All right, and it's kind of like. You know, we can't build if they don't come, or in the ideal, you know, which came first here, the chicken or the egg. Yeah, you know, I got you. You, you know, got to build a place for them to lodge going. or get them here to need the lodging. I got you. Yeah. All right, well, I'll work with the state on that. I'll get with Joe and talk about it. Is that, will that be a TVA project if they do a, a boat ramp down uh, there? You know, it's it's in conjunction there okay. with uh, oh, the TVA, right. TWRA. State, local and, funding. Kind and of local funding. All right. Uh, and they've, they've all kind of agreed. You know, I think they're working on this to get some certain grants to do All what right. we need to do here. All right. Well, I'll work on that. I appreciate that, Turkey. And Tater, thank you, brother. You like thank a, you, Tim. You're like a caged animal over there just wanting to pounce on us here, so I appreciate you, brother. You know, uh, one other thing I'd like to mention in this Please tourism, you know, with all this area here, uh, nature trails. They would be people, as strange as it may, count, may seem, would come here out of New York City for bird watching. This oh, region yeah. has an abundance of different species of birds. Mountain biking. Outside of the vultures I saw coming in here. That again, I saw a big well, old hawk come across the road. Well, with blue birds. the vultures over there, that, when those bass fishermen, every once in a while when they catch and release, yeah. not every one of them survives. So the vultures, they line up to see who's going to get the eyeballs first. I got you. <laughs>
<laughs> well, we'll have to get some video of that. I'm sure that'll help our ratings. But um, anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking to y'all. Turkey, Tater, thank you guys very much. Thank you, Tim. Tater, thank you, brother. Well, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett, and this has been another episode of um, Tennessee Talks. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for sending me here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following Rep. Tim Burchett on Twitter and Instagram and Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook and YouTube.